June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The Golden State Killer learns his fate in a face shield. Yes, Your Honor. They had to rent a ballroom to accommodate all the victims. This is a day so many people have been waiting for. Then, as hotels reopen across America, rooms are supposed to be sanitized. But are they really? Here, they didn't change the sheets between guests. You gotta think they're changing the sheets. Here, they didn't change the pillowcase. It was the Trump International Hotel. That is gross. And young Americans and spiking COVID-19 numbers. The concert, the bars, the waterfront. <laughs> then, stay off our property and the shopper who lost it at Trader Joe's. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. Here she is. No one deserves to be publicly harassed. As discord sweeps across the USA. The growing wave of cops retiring from police work. And sing along with Sasha Baron Cohen. What we gotta do? Inject that with the Wuhan flu. How the prankster infiltrated a rally in a beard and overalls. And baby bear stuck in a jar. Oh, he's getting scared. Can the family rescue him before he drowns? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A guilty plea today from the Golden State Killer, who was finally caught thanks to DNA technology. The former police officer pleaded guilty today to 13 murders and kidnappings, thus avoiding a trial and the possibility of the death sentence. There was so much interest in today's proceedings, no courtroom was big enough to hold it, so it was moved to a rather unusual location. This was the extraordinary scene today as the Golden State Killer finally admitted his crimes. Murder in the first degree, how do you plead? Guilty. The court hearing took place in an unusual setting, a ballroom at Cal State Sacramento, moved there because of social distancing regulations and the number of victims and their families attending. 74-year-old James D'Angelo, a former police officer, was brought in in a wheelchair. He looked frail and wore a face shield. Joseph James D'Angelo, is that your true and correct name, sir? Yes, Your Honor. This is a day so many people have been waiting for, victims and survivors of a man whose investigators say terrorized Northern California and Southern California, committing rapes, murders, kidnapping. In return for his guilty plea, prosecutors have agreed not to seek the death penalty. D'Angelo is suspected of a staggering catalog of crimes, 13 murders and 62 rapes and abductions in a crime spree that terrorized the state from 1973 to 1986. Do you understand, Mr. D'Angelo, that you'll be entering guilty pleas to 13 counts of murder in the first degree, 
admitting special circumstances, enhancements, as well as admitting to uncharged acts. Do you understand this, sir? Yes. Margaret Wardlow was one of his victims. When I think about closure, I think about the families of the, the murder victims and the, hopefully the, the peace of mind that they can get knowing that um, their loved ones got justice. D'Angelo was arrested in 2018 due to advances in DNA technology. Now the final chapter in the grim saga of the Golden State Killer, playing out in a ballroom. The time for justice stands in front of us now. Since D'Angelo was arrested, as many as 150 suspects in other crimes have been identified thanks to genetic technology. And with all the unrest around the nation, a number of cities are seeing an increase in the number of cops deciding to retire. Zamar Cagliano reports that comes as a number of places are reporting an upswing in crime rates. There's outrage today over this video of cops coming under attack by a barrage of bottles. It happened at an out-of-control block party in Manhattan. Cops reportedly were ordered to retreat rather than risk a violent confrontation. Today, the police sergeant's union tweeted, do not visit NYC. The city is dangerous thanks to our elected officials. See for yourself. The front page of the New York Post says the city is out of control. Hey, get out the street. New York cops are facing criticism today for clashing with marchers at the Gay Pride Parade Sunday. Trouble erupted as they moved in to arrest a man who allegedly spray-painted a patrol car. The wave of civil unrest across the country and calls to defund the police is causing a backlash among cops. 272 have reportedly filed for retirement from the NYPD. That's 50% more than normal. In Detroit, five people were injured when a police SUV under siege plowed through a crowd of protesters. The police chief released this dash cam video and said the officers believed they could be shot at. The officers did the right thing. Uh, they, they certainly left the location to avoid any further harm. And there's uproar over the wealthy white couple who waved firearms as Black Lives Matter protesters marched past their palatial home in St. Louis. Their attorney says they have a right to protect their property. And the attention they're getting on social media has put them in fear for their lives. Mark McCloskey and his wife Patricia are prominent personal injury lawyers. That multi-million dollar mansion is a century-old copy of an Italian Renaissance palace. Fortunately, the flashpoint moment passed without violence. To mask or not to mask? Health experts say it shouldn't even be a question thanks to scientific evidence that says wearing a mask reduces the likelihood of a new COVID-19 case by as much as 80%. But as Jim Murray reports, the debate over masks continues even as 31 states are now reporting an increase in COVID-19 cases. Mask meltdown. A woman in Dallas loses it after she was reportedly asked to wear a mask in the grocery store. This woman in Colorado actually spat at a gas station attendant after he refused to serve her because she was maskless. And a Trader Joe's customer had a full-blown tantrum after she was reminded that masks are mandatory. Democratic case, I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me to wear a mask, you guys are violating federal law. Do you get that? Get that on camera. She's speaking out today, but asked us not to reveal her name. 
a lot of people would look at you and say, she sure looks like she's breathing great. You're able yeah, to yell. Yeah, there's a difference between being able to talk and breathe and putting a mask on covering your mouth and nose. Are you sorry you reacted but, the way but, you did because you were uh -huh. captured on tape then? I am not sorry because I acted like any person would have acted in a situation where you felt your life is being threatened. This is the Trader Joe's in North Hollywood where it happened. There's a greeter at the front door making sure everyone's wearing a mask and giving out hand sanitizer. And there's a sign posted outside reminding everyone you must wear a mask. Some anti-mask folks are carrying a face mask exempt card purchased online. It looks official, but it's bogus. Vice President Pence is finally embracing mask wearing, even if President Trump doesn't, and he's urging everyone to get on board. Wearing a mask is just a good idea, uh, and it will, we know from experience, uh, will slow the spread. But at a church event he attended in Dallas, look at the 100-person choir, not a mask in sight. The CDC recommends that churches suspend choirs out of fear that they could be super spreaders. Singing involves much more forceful and deep breathing than simple talking. Health officials are concerned that younger Americans aren't taking the pandemic seriously. The Salt River in Arizona, a popular spot for tubing, was packed. Young people, they think they're immortal, right? What they fail to recognize is that they could be dreaded spreaders. They could have this infection, feel perfectly well, and give it to people around them. And look at this, an estimated 4,000 fans at a concert in Tennessee by country star Chase Rice. I'm Megan Alexander in Nashville. Chase Rice is coming under fire today for that weekend concert. But the owners of the venue say they followed all local requirements, including keeping capacity below 50%, checking temperatures, and issuing hand sanitizer. It's estimated hotels have lost $38 billion since the pandemic began. In an effort to lure people back to their rooms, hotels say they have upgraded their cleaning protocols. Our investigative unit took a look to see how well hotels are doing when it comes to sanitizing. Stephen Fabian reports. As hotels start reopening for business across the country, we decided to put some major hotel chains to the test. To test it out, we sprayed this harmless and washable fluorescent paint onto the bed sheets and pillows at hotels using this stencil. Now, the paint is invisible, so you can't tell that anything is written there until you take the stencil away, hit it with our special UV light, and boom, look at that, the Inside Edition logo, glowing, bold, and bright. Our first stop, the Hyatt Place Times Square in New York City. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is one of the heirs to the Hyatt Hotel fortune and has become a national figure in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's time to spray away. Producer Charlie McElravey left our mark on the bed sheet this pillowcase, and a bath towel. We also used this invisible, washable, and harmless gel. We painted it on commonly touched surfaces. Get the power button. The TV remote, thermostat, and for good measure, we also left a full handprint on the desk. Before checking out, the bed was made to look as if it had been slept in. The following day, we booked the same room. All right, let's take a look but under a different name. We were told a manager came up and personally inspected this room. So let's see if the sheets were actually changed here. Oh boy, there it is. There's the Inside Edition logo. 
Yikes. That's a big surprise and a big no-no in the age of COVID-19. And ugh, there it is again. Clear as day. To the hotel's credit, we also found this. You can see that handprint that was left on this table is gone. So this was wiped down for sure. I'm having some problems with the room. I called the manager. It really wasn't properly clean. Can I show you something really quickly? Yeah. Um, I can definitely look into it. That's, that shouldn't be possible at all. But don't you think during coronavirus times, they should really be kind of going the extra mile, keeping the rooms yeah, clean? Absolutely, and that's what we are doing. A few blocks away at the Hampton Inn, Times Square Central, we left the same stencil. There it is. Then we checked out. The next day we checked back in, same room, different guests. You gotta think they're changing the sheets during coronavirus or really during any time. Oh, geez, there it is. Yep, it happened again. Oh my gosh. They didn't change the sheets or this pillowcase. Ugh, that is gross. They do get credit for supplying fresh towels, but the remote and thermostat were not wiped off. Look how easy it comes off with a simple wet wipe. Doesn't take much to get rid of that. I gotta tell you, man, this room was not properly cleaned at all. The sheets weren't changed. Yeah. Things weren't wiped down. Can we I, show you some stuff inside? Can I actually, I just have to get a manager to, but give me one second. You got it, okay. No one ever came back. Next stop, Trump International Hotel, overlooking Central Park. Outside, protesters have been marching on the crown jewel of President Trump's family hotel empire. Inside, all is quiet and elegant. This room we rented went for nearly $600 a night. This room at the Trump Hotel comes with this card that says they're taking meticulous care to make sure guest rooms are immaculate. So let's see if that's true. Let's put this to the test. We sprayed and sprayed here too. All right, so we just checked into the same exact room under a different name. They actually gave us this PPE welcome kit with some cleaning supplies and a mask. Let's give this room a look over and see if it's actually clean. That palm print we left, uh-oh, still there. This area was not wiped down. As for the remote, yep, our glow paint is still there too. It's such a commonly touched item. The towels had been changed. Looks pretty clean. Now, as for the luxurious bed, all right, this is the big one. So far, so good. I sprayed it right here. So that means at least that sheet was changed. Until this moment. And the pillowcase wasn't changed. That is gross. When we asked for a manager, she took one look at our cameras and walked away. Ma'am. A spokesperson for the Trump International Hotel and Tower said in a statement, following an internal review, we have concluded that the claims made by Inside Edition are categorically false. Trump International Hotel and Tower New York is one of the premier luxury hotels anywhere in the world and has received countless accolades, including the Forbes Five Star Award for the past 13 years for its consistently impeccable service. As for the Hyatt and Hampton Inn hotels, they tell us that cleanliness is one of their top priorities, especially during the pandemic, and that what happened was a violation of their standards. They say that they have immediately launched investigations and will take steps to ensure that their staff adhere to the proper cleaning protocols. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, sing along with Sasha Baron Cohen. What we gonna do? Inject them with the Wuhan flu. How the prankster infiltrated a rally in a beard and overalls. Plus, Beyonce's daughter, youngest winner ever at the BET Awards. And 
baby bear stuck in a jar. Oh, he's getting scared. Can the family rescue him before he drowns? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Has comedian Sasha Baron Cohen got another spoof show in the works? Over the weekend, the star of Borat and Ali G was spotted at a fair, leading people in a very politically incorrect song. Sasha Baron Cohen did it again. Video from a rally in Washington over the weekend seems to show the prankster on stage leading a racist sing-along. Some spectators at the far-right group's event found the performance amusing. Others denounced the song. Cohen is known for trolling politicians and high-profile figures for his movies and TV shows. Matt Marshall hosted the event and says he was duped. Once you guys heard these lyrics, why didn't you just yank them off the stage? We tried. As soon as we realized what was going on, we immediately tried to pull the plug, jump the barrier, and it took that long for us to get to the stage. What we gotta do? So far, no comment from Cohen confirming it was him in that getup. President Trump lashed out on Twitter, writing incredible stupidity after Democrats in California pushed to rename John Wayne Airport. The call came after a 1971 interview resurfaced in which the legendary actor was quoted as saying, I believe in white supremacy. And Hulu is pulling a 1988 episode of the beloved TV show Golden Girls that shows Betty White and Rue McClanahan wearing mud masks while meeting an African-American family. This is mud on our faces. We're not really black. We'll be right back. The BET Awards were handed out last night virtually, and Black Lives Matter was center stage. I just want to leave. The entire BET Awards show was steeped in moving performances tied to the call for racial justice in America. Jennifer Hudson raised the roof with her rendition of Young, Gifted, and Black. It's a song once recorded by Aretha Franklin, who Hudson plays in the upcoming film Respect. The trailer debuted during the show. Alicia Keys performed a haunting song in an empty street. It's written from the perspective of a mother who has lost a child to a police shooting. She took a knee in protest. Michelle Obama made a cameo to present Beyonce with the BET Humanitarian Award. You inspire me. Thank you so much for this beautiful honor. And Beyonce took her moment in the spotlight to deliver a call to action. We have one more thing we need to do to walk in our true power, and that is to vote. And look who also won a BET Award. Beyonce's eight-year-old daughter, Blue Ivy. She's the youngest winner in the show's history. The song appears on the Lion King soundtrack. When we come back, a family helps a bear in a pickle. Still to come, baby bear stuck in a jar. Oh, he's getting scared. Can the family rescue him before he drowns? Lucky for this bear, a family in a boat came by. Save that little bear. We got a bear here. Poor thing's got a tub on its head. Oh, he's getting scared. A Wisconsin family was out fishing for the day when they came upon this, a cub struggling in the lake, its head trapped in a plastic jug. Trying to figure out how we're going to get this tub off his head. The bear is fighting for oxygen. Oh, he's getting scared. 
But this family isn't giving up. Mom, dad, and son come around in a circle, and presto, out pops the jug. We saved our little beer. Good job, buddy. Swim happy. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.